0: Welcome to the Foster and Adoptive Dads Podcast with Ade Aloo and Jonathan Williamson. Join us each episode as we talk about foster care and adoption from a dad's point of view. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Foster and Adoptive Dad Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you doing? Doing
0: great. Good to be here again.
1: I know. It's been a while. This is our first uh, podcast of the year. We're excited to kick it off.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah, sorry it's been a while, guys, but we had some family changes going on and uh, uh-huh. just been adjusting, and you'll hear a little bit more about that later in the episode, so
1: excited yeah. to again. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes, yeah, it's like since the Christmas holiday and different things, yeah, it seems like this year is started off busy. So we're excited to uh, to jump back in. So I guess we can start with our, our, our big news, huh, Jonathan. Let's just announce it right from the back. So, and I know many guys know about it, but we are officially part of the FA Brotherhood uh organization and we're excited to partner with them so this podcast is coming under their ministry we're very excited for chris and his leadership for uh just asking us to work with them and to come under them so we're very excited about that
0: yeah super cool uh, so after we talked with chris uh last time for the last episode he just brought this up as an idea and said um you know foster and doctor brotherhood group was th- you know, always had in, in mind to have a podcast, but um, it was kind of later in the later in the year, later in the vision, and they said, hey, why reinvent the wheel? Uh, Ade and Jonathan, you guys are doing exactly what we want to do as a podcast, so we want to just kind of uh, partner with you and say, uh, you are our podcast uh, going forward. And so um, content is all going to be the same, still going to be Jonathan and Ade uh, and, and interviewing other foster dads, uh, but just maybe a little bit more cross uh, communication between the podcast and the group and uh, maybe able to answer questions from the, the group here on the podcast and things like that. So super excited about
1: it. Yep. We're very excited. And so we're going to be changing some things up this year into having some guys on the group, some guys who have some good experience and, you know, just to, uh, who have some specialists uh, in, in that group, you know, we're talking about trauma care and, you know, How do you take care of teenage teenagers and just different topics? You know, we're just gonna make it real, make it fun, and so we're excited, uh, for this year. And so, stay tuned and uh, continue to join us. And so, we are very, very, very excited to be part of you all and just continue to uh, praise and encourage you that out there. Uh, just I just want to say, you guys are doing a good job, so continue doing what you're doing for vulnerable kids, definitely. That's awesome. So Jonathan, tell us, you know, I know you had some changes in your house. So why don't you start? Tell us what's what's happening in your in your neck of the woods.
0: Yeah. So um, big news is we got a new foster placement here at the house. Nice. Uh, Williamson's are now a party of six uh, as we're traveling around town. So that's been, <laughs> been pretty crazy. Nice. Um, but yeah, so a little bit of background is um, – You might remember I shared earlier in the podcast that we opened up again our home in October uh, for kind of young children, zero to two years old, zero to one years old, um, trying to keep them younger than our youngest, who's two. (laughs)
1: Uh, And
0: we were, you know, just we started waiting and waiting. And uh, it turned out that our county is actually pretty well stocked with foster parents for that age group. So. Nice. And talking to our agency, talking to CPS, um, Denton County just has a lot of great families that are open uh, for those youngsters, and uh, more families than kids coming in. So, um, at the beginning of this year, we started thinking about: Are we going to, uh, you know, just stay open as long as it takes to get another kid in that age range? Are we going to just close because you know we're not needed right now, or are we going to change the age range? And so. Um, that's how we started 2021, uh, and now uh, instead of having a, a one-year-old baby come live with us, we got a new placement about three weeks ago of a 17-year-old girl. Wow, that is crazy uh-huh. and awesome!
1: <laughs> yep,
0: it's been a complete departure from anything we've done before, and really fun. Um, nice, but yeah, it's, it's been amazing so far.
1: Yeah, so uh, wh- why did change it like like so? What what went into the change with you and your wife? Did you have to talk about it? Was was it your idea? Was it your wife's idea? Were there fears? You know, just because like, I know there's so many people who might like be thinking, "Wow, teenagers." So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, well, that was me. Uh, I was thinking that same thing, but uh, this was on my wife's heart and on my wife's mind. Um, yeah, for many months, maybe years, um, just to do this. And be foster parents for a teenager. Um, and then so she brought that to me um, sometime last year and then brought it up again this year. Uh, and we're like, OK, so who can we actually bring into our house as a teenager? I, I don't feel equipped to do, you know, someone who's just going to be slamming doors all the time and really <laughs> rebellious. I, I don't like want that rubbing off on my younger kids and, and I want them to be safe and that kind of thing. So uh, but we also still didn't feel like we could count ourselves out completely from the teenager game. Um, because we felt like, you know, sometimes little kids are the best medicine for a hardened heart or a a fearful heart. It can be a big comfort. So he's like, let's, let's share our kids with the world and, um, and kind of encourage an older kid. So, um, we started thinking, Hey, what about serving the, um, the oldest foster kids, the ones who are 17, um, and about to turn 18 and age out of the foster care system. Um, we had heard that. Basically, you know, a lot of the good things stop for these kids whenever they turn 18. Uh, yeah. They didn't have to go, you know, find a new place to live, possibly find a job. Some of them aren't finished with school yet and they end up dropping out and not getting that high school diploma. Um, just basically a lot of help is still needed, even though they're 18. Uh, and you think about uh, me or my wife or any of our friends. When we turned 18, we didn't stop talking to our parents that day. We didn't, you know, strike out on our own and never turn yeah. back, you know, the day. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, we thought, Hey, what if we could just be kind of that, um, that anchor point, that landing ground for them, um, for someone about to turn 18, where maybe they spend some time with us and then they move on to be on their own, but we're still there for them and they can come back anytime they need. And, uh, they can call us if they have problems. I can go fix a tire, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and kind of be a pseudo mentor parent to them.
1: Uh, and that's what we we decided to do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I I love that you guys took the leap of faith to really jump in and just go for it. You know, and so uh, we're very excited about that. Uh, and you know, we continue to pray for you guys and just see what God has in store for you guys with her. And so, mm-hmm. yep,
0: yeah. yeah, and I. I really appreciate that, Adi. Thank you very much. But yep. <laughs> um, I, I had a cool idea this time. Uh, I was talking to Ade like right before um, this girl came to our house, and I said, I really want to have a podcast episode. I want to record what we're thinking right now, but I really have no time. Like we're doing so much stuff to get the house <laughs> ready, cleaning up. But I like I told Ade I don't want to miss out on like the in the moment thinking that I'm having right now, and like um, be able to share with other dads what it is really like to. Be at the night before the placement or the day of the placement or that kind of thing. So um, we have a little experiment here that um, I recorded myself doing a little uh, kind of like captain's log on my phone. I basically went into the closet that night before she came and recorded a couple minutes <laughs> of awesome. what was going through my head um, just so it could be real. It could be raw. Um, and so I'm going to play it and then we can maybe talk about it a little bit. Uh, right. so this is a recording from... Uh, the night before uh, she came. All right. And me me in the closet. All right. So it's the night before our placement of our first uh, teenager coming into our home. And feeling pretty nervous. <sighs> um, I have been nesting, I guess you could say. I'm um, been putting stuff together and fixing stuff in her room and fixing stuff around the house. I uh, just wanted it to be a really great first impression for her. Um, uh, tonight, I built her desk and got everything kind of ready for that. Put her lamp on there and a little notebook. Uh, just kind of getting the space ready. Wanted to keep it clean. Wanted to keep it minimal, but still home, homey. Uh, and then tonight... Um, midnight right now. We've been talking for the last hour or so about house rules and um, like expectations and chores and how are we going to do a phone, how are we going to do um, any kind of uh, savings for a car, things like that. And um, there's a lot we don't know. We are we're so new at this. We we obviously don't have all the answers, so um, we are going to do our best. And I'm excited to meet her tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to it, um, but I just don't know what to expect. So, um, uh, one of our uh, one of the most encouraging things about today is first we talked to our old caseworker, and she said that she thinks this is going to be a great fit for us. And then out of the blue, um, this new foster daughter's um, counselor called. uh, And it turns out it's the same counselor that we worked with with one of our previous foster placements. And that was so exciting to hear from a familiar voice. And um, she was happy to know that we're the family that uh, this particular girl is transitioning to. Uh, She thinks it's going to be a great fit for us. Uh, So it was just a really encouraging experience. day to day to hear from the professionals who think we can handle this and it's going to be a good fit for both us uh, and uh, this young girl. Um, So, got to go to bed, got to get some sleep before she comes in the morning, uh, and can't wait to to update you guys later. Um, Maybe next week, talk to Ade. All right. Wow.
1: Wow. Man, thanks for your vulnerability. That's uh, that's hardcore right <laughs> there. <laughs> yep, I forgot that it was midnight when I recorded
0: that. I that was a long day uh,
1: ready for that, that morning, yeah. So, 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 so tell us the, what was going through your mind. Were you just scared? Were you just confused? Were you like, oh no, what have we gotten ourselves into?
0: I wasn't scared necessarily, but I would definitely say nervous. I would say, um, I've mentioned this on before, but pretty much the only, the only visual of foster care that people have is from TV and movies or unless they've had someone in their life. And so, um, we gotten pretty familiar with the visual of toddlers in foster care. We've had them in our home. We've gone through a few and we know like what it's like, but then still, For teens, what was playing through my head was like foster care in movies with teenagers that are like breaking windows and mad and running away and like all of that. Um, And so I was like, you know, it's unlikely that this kid is going to be like that. But I still had to kind of fight through those thoughts that night right before she came.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. So so how's it been? Just give us a snapshot. I mean, it's been three weeks. What's some adjustments? What's... As it has it going,
0: yeah, it's been going amazing Ade. It's the best, like it's so fun um yeah. better than I could have ever imagined, um better than you know what we were planning for and and praying for. um this girl is just just um a really fun person to have around the house um and she's very respectful, she's super um kind to both both of us, me and Liza and our kids. And she likes hanging around with us. She doesn't think we were too old to be fun, which is a good news. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, she just really has desired connection with us and talking to us and doing things with us and, um, spending time together, which was you know awesome. It's been so fun to do that for, her.
1: um, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So what did you guys like do? Like, did you kind of wish she came in? You had like sit down, give us some rules, you know, because probably there's some people who are thinking about like, you know, bringing in teenagers, you know, so did you have to like sit down, tell her who you are, give us some rules, some boundaries, you know, because we're teenagers, man, you know, talk about media, social media, phones, different things, you know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how did it go? Like, how was that like first impression?
0: Yeah. So, um, due to her age and the fact that she's going to turn 18 here in a couple of months, uh, only we, we really didn't want to try to make her form into a totally new pattern of behavior or like totally new rules or, you know, you need to do everything we say and act just like a Williamson. Like that was never our intention. Um, but instead we wanted to, um, kind of put down on paper, the most important things to our heart and to our family. Um, and it was my idea to just write it in a letter to her. Um, like we, we talked about, should we just, you know, freehand it off the cuff, like talk about it in the first meeting with her, or should we um, give her something? And I was like, let's just write a letter um, so that we can write it exactly how we want to say it. We won't forget anything. We won't – we'll be able to use the wording that we, you know, can imagine and think of together, me and Liza. And, um, and so we wrote down uh, some expectations, which is just like um, – things that we do in our family that, um, kind of almost go without saying with our kids, we wanted to her to know about those. So she wasn't surprised. Um, things like we use kind words with each other. We, um, we don't hurt each other. Um, we, we eat dinner together as a family and I, and I even wrote on there, you don't have to come down, but we invite you to come down and we really want to get to know you. Um, and we want to be able to spend that time with you. And, um, And we don't watch TV all day. We don't sit around on the couch in front of the TV. We have designated times for TV for the kids. Uh, And also we wanted to give her some of her own designated TV time where no one else was going to bother her and she could choose the show. Um, And so just a couple kind of things like that. And and at the bottom, we said, we reiterated at the bottom, we're not here to control you. We're here to support you and help you get to um, the places you want to go in your life coming forward. So um, we didn't know what her plans were going to be at that point when we wrote the document, but we we knew that we wanted to support her to get there, and not kind of bend her to our will. Um, so that's kind of the approach we went with.
1: Right, that's awesome. So I mean, I think that's that's good that you kind of you did that. And so, so how did she take it? Did she like? does she like how you guys wrote her a letter? Did she talk to you guys about it?
0: Yeah, she was. Uh, she's very quiet that first day. Um, just kind of one word answers, occasional little grin, but not a lot. Um, so when when she read it, she just kind of um, a little grin and, and shook her head, yes, like she's good for all of it, um, <laughs> that kind of thing. But that's not a, not a huge conversation, but just yeah, that's kind of what we wanted. We just wanted to give that to her so she could process it on her own time, uh, and that's kind of how it went down. But um, one of our one of my biggest worries was that she was going to kind of lock herself in her room yeah. all the time and never never come down, never talk to us, and that was. That's been like the opposite of what happened. Uh, even since the first day, she was down he- with us, talking to us, and being with us every spare minute that she wasn't in school or sleeping. Uh, she never <laughs> wanted to be in our room. She wanted to be down with us. So that's good. Uh, that was a big surprise and really, really enjoyable.
1: Yeah, that's good. So what are some like? Just give us some more, like hobbies. What do you think she she likes doing? And it's always been th- only, only been three weeks. So it's like, does she have mm-hmm. something that you're thinking? Oh.
0: Yeah, well, she spends almost all of her time doing school, just because she's a really hard worker, and yeah. uh, she's trying to graduate by the end of May this this semester. So she's trying to get a uh, quite a few classes knocked out uh, on virtual school. Um, but then uh, in the evenings, we uh, we told her, "Hey, we have a Nintendo sixty four and a Wii, uh, but we don't have very many games, so we need your help on like what you want to play." Uh, and that was kind of a just a a move, like maybe she'll like it. We know she's not a teenage boy, so maybe she doesn't like video games, so we, we <laughs> definitely really know. Um, so I took her over to GameStop, which I hadn't been to GameStop in like 20 <laughs> years probably. Um, and I said, yeah, what, what games do you want to buy? And we got a list from the front counter of like every Wii game they had and every N64 game they had and she picked out the one she wanted uh, and we bought them and pretty much been playing them every night, the three of us. Uh, I bought a new controller, so we had three controllers for each system and then me, Liza, and her uh, are playing together almost every night. we're so yeah, nice. eating missions together and playing together. So video um, <laughs> games That's is awesome. a big hobby. Um, and then uh, the other cool thing has been uh, we have a piano in our house and we play piano a lot, uh, us and the kids. And she knew she knew how to play. Mary had a little lamb, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and we were like, hey, would you ever want to learn piano or learn how to play chords or songs? Uh, and she thought about it. And then she came back a little while later with a sticky note with her uh, couple of favorite piano songs on there. Um, that's good. And I pulled them up. I pulled up the chords and I taught her how to play it. I put sticky notes on the, on the keys. Uh, and she's just been practicing it and practicing and practicing and practicing. Uh, so now she's on her second song. She's learning and um, kind of doing that as a hobby too. So that's been fun.
1: That's good, man. That's awesome. And it's just good. You know, you just you just you know, you just it's open the door for someone to come in and just make us feel comfortable and just say, Hey, you know, we don't know what the future holds for you, but we just want you to know that we're here for you. You know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what Jesus wants us to do. And, you know, and we we you know we we have so many guys here who are, you know, opening their doors for teenagers because, you know, they are kind of like the forgotten people, forgotten ones in foster care. So I think it's so special that you guys are you guys really open your doors for her you know ha you guys will be part of our story so i just think that's cool uh, and so yeah mm-hmm. we, we we thank god for you guys for doing that you know and just and that's what we love in this podcast is just sharing life stories and just you know everyday people just doing great things for for god so we're excited and we look forward to hear what the, what's coming up in the few, few months with her, you know? Mm-hmm. And hopefully I get yeah, to do so, that so, soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so already in, in three weeks, we've um, we've gone and we camped out at the uh, DMV for an hour and a half before they opened to get a first-come, first-serve appointment to get a driver's permit. Nice. Uh, so we hung out in the cold and got a driver's permit and took her driving a few times. That's uh, good. We got our bank account. And her first debit card, she made her first purchase online and got her first package. Um, and she is throwing her little nephew a birthday this week. So we're going to kind of help her plan for a party for him. He's turning one. That's good. Um, and. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, we're, and then we're, we're working on school. So I, I had to <laughs> pull up my, my algebra from high school uh, knowledge and pull it back. <laughs> Factoring uh, binomials and exponential <laughs> functions and all this stuff, um, so that's been fun too. All right, it's awesome. And so yeah, so what about you guys? And what's what's the new uh, stuff at the Aloha
1: House? Well, you know, just kids going kids going back to school. We have a two year old who has just been waking up in the middle middle of the night, so we're trying to figure out why. You know. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> feel like it's just been crazy. And ministry, uh, we just opened the, the heaven. It's just a place for uh, CPS workers where they can bring the kids to stay, uh, where they're waiting for placement and for like teenagers to sleep, You know, because they usually sleep at the CPS office so someone donated a home in in our little mm-hmm. city so we, we furnish it and so it was exciting to see you know we had a girl stay there for two weeks i think she was 16 years old you know so uh so yeah i think it's just we're excited to have a home to be comfortable for kids who are waiting for placement you know instead of sitting down in the, in the cps office and the cps workers are, are excited too because they get to like sit down rest you know and have you know we have a TV, have a game, have games, you know. So yeah, it's been, it's been fun, you know. Just seeing how the community rallies around uh, a call, you know, when there's a need. They saw the need, like, hey, we need a home, and people furnished the whole uh, home. So we're excited mm-hmm. about that. So it's just been fun. So yeah, lots yeah. of that's been awesome to watch.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Seeing VCS together Facebook page has great posts about what's been going on with the Haven yeah um, and i don't know what you listeners have in your mind when you hear Ade they talk about this this home but it's like styling it's like amazing <laughs> looking it's got the best furniture it's got the best video games the best snacks I, yeah. uh, awesome desk and everything so i think they had you guys had an interior designer help
1: uh, yeah design she, the, the home. yeah so married she's like yeah i'm gonna give my free time so yeah she did everything for free she decorated it she bought stuff so it was i was like whoa you know, but, wow. and that's where you, when you talk about everybody can do something for first-time care, she's like, you know, I'm just going to give my time. And then we have, uh, we have these sweet old ladies who volunteer, who are volunteer. I think once a month they're going to, they put snacks and, you know, different things for the kids. So it's just, it's just neat to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, how are yeah. things with the closet? It's going well. You know, we continue to serve kids, foster families, our biological kids, and care portal. Uh, That's something we might talk about at some point too. So, yeah, I think everything is going smoothly, you know. It's connected with more churches to partner with us. So we have 13 churches right now who are partnering with us. So right now we're we're trying to develop, uh, you know, what does it look like to have a foster care ministry in your church? So we're all working together to see how we can develop that, so so that we can have more, uh, more families. You know, more than enough for families, who want foster care, respite care. You know, more than enough families for bio families. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just neat. You know, this is this is how you know God is using us. So we're excited about that. So,
0: right? Yeah. Well. Um, this has been awesome catching up and uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed hearing what's going on and out in my life uh, also a shout out to Black History Month right February so yep yeah.
1: Yeah. you guys have been doing anything special for that oh yep yeah. we've been reading books of you know key figures and you know we took some books to my daughter's school so we gave teachers some books too so uh, yeah just trying to do our own part just educate people so
0: well, yeah, we've been doing the same. Yeah, getting a couple uh, books about um, influential Black leaders in, in the past and present. And uh, maybe we'll throw some books on the, the show notes that people can yep. uh, read. That'd be pretty fun, too.
1: Yeah. Well, cool.
0: Well, uh, good talking to you.
1: Uh, we'll see you all soon. Good talking to you. I'm
0: excited for this year. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the Foster and Adopted Dads podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check the show notes for any resources mentioned during the podcast and leave us a review if you like what you hear. See you next time.